You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, good morning and hello, kids. Surprise, we have some bonus beaver for you. Uh, we thought that we would start our daily beavers next week, but, you know, we're keeners, so a little. <laughs> we got started early for you. Uh, welcome to season number three and episode number 47 of the Daily Beaver. I like the sound of that. Daily Here Beaver. on the Fire Media Network. Uh, and if you've noticed, Kits, we have a new opening bumper uh, that actually makes my heart soar a little bit. So uh, thank you, Mr. Grizzly, for that. That was good work. You're welcome. Today, you. recording day is Tuesday, February. F- uh, no, no, not February 1st. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. And it looks like we're finally going to get some typical winter weather here at the Beaver Lodge with the mercury set to reach at least minus 10 tonight here and uh, with the wind chill uh, close to minus 20. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Kit. Lazy Sunday with Wade and Doe. Everybody loves a little bonus beaver. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love some good bonus beaver good morning kit sassy thank you for joining us for the surprise show i'm your host the eager beaver pronouns he him hey mr beaver eh? and with me as always is my dear friend mr grizzly of course a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors the Peppermaster, the mist v mysteries from corvid moon publishing and canadiantarot.com we've got a quick one for you today We can't even call it a nibble. It's more like the toast you're holding between your clenched but not too clenched teeth as you're locking the door because you're cutting it way too close. That sounds (laughs) like my life daily going to work. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Fumbling for those keys. Yes. You know, but first, hello, Mr. Grizzly. How's your mental health today? Hey, Mr. Beaver. My mental health is fan-frickin'-tastic. I woke up 
at 5 a.m., the alarm went off. Boom. Normally, I hit snooze for 45 minutes. This morning, I wrote, boom, just right out of bed. I was like, all right, here we go. Hey, Brenton's on tour. He's in Cape Town right now. Oh, you lucky man. I love South Africa. Yeah, South Africa is awesome. Oh, that was an Aussie accent. South Africa is more like this. It's kind of an accent like this. I've, I spent some time in South Africa. Hmm. I want to ride this guy's coattails. Yeah, no kidding, right? We gotta, he lives a great life. We got we to get need, on like, that. We someone need, like to, to hold and read a map for you, Brenton? <laughs> We're happy to tour with you, brother. Um, yeah, happy to tour. I haven't been to Cape Town yet, but Joburg, uh, Joburg and uh, Sun City I've been to. Yeah. I've been to Durban. Oh, Durban's gorgeous. I love Durban. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, for the kids who are uh, tuned in, we have uh, some uh, uh, fellow hosts on the network, Lazy Sunday with Wade and Doe. It's a wonderful show. You should listen to it when you have the opportunity. And Brenton on tour, if you love to travel, um, he's a guy to listen to. He was in Riyadh Definitely. just about a week ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So he gives our show a little cosmopolitan flair. Mm. Oh, Joburg <laughs> next. Cool. Joburg's a, yes, Joburg's yes. a big town. Yeah. All right. Uh, since this is a short one, because we're practicing our Tuesdays and Thursdays before we, I guess it's a soft launch. Yeah, soft launch. Soft launch. Because it was launch. a surprise. We didn't schedule it. We just did it. Yep. Yep. That's just, just the way we are. We just do it. Just do it. We just do it. Just get out there and do it. Like that, like that <laughs> shoe company says, right? Do. Like that <laughs> athletic shoe company says, just do it. Just do it. Um, all right. Uh, a couple of quick topics for you this morning. Um, the first one is that uh, 96 members of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Quebec City are facing sexual misconduct allegations first made last summer as part of a class action lawsuit against the Archdiocese of Quebec City filed by 130 individuals. Of course, um, all the requisite Twitter trigger warnings when we talk about uh, the church and children, right? Mm -hmm. So just so you know what's coming. Earlier this month, one of the complainants who alleged she was the victim of unwanted sexual touching by one of Canada's top cardinals revealed her identity and stated that the Catholic Church tried to intimidate and threaten her into silence using threats and intimidation. Pamela Grolot, known previously as F in court documents, is the complainant in question. I am doing this for myself, but also for all the victims of the clergy who for decades have been seeking to be heard and recognized, Grolo said in a statement. It is also the fight of all Christians who are in pain with their church and who wish to see it purge itself of abuses of all kinds so that it regains its relevance and credibility for the world through its evangelical foundations of unconditional welcome, equality, truth, non-judgment, and justice. She also alleges that the Archdiocese member in question is none other than influential Cardinal, Canadian Cardinal, Marc Ouellette, head of the Vatican's Bishop's Office, or formerly the head, formerly known as the head of the Dicastery for Bishops, a committee that advises the Pope in the selection of bishops, and he has oft been touted as a potential future Pope. For a number of years now, eh? Yes. So he literally was the bouncer at Vatican's club inner circle. Basically, the Vatican conducted uh, that which it claims is an investigation this summer, which unsurprisingly led to Pope Francis dismissing the allegation. However, the probe is being viewed suspiciously because the person who conducted the investigation is a former colleague of the beleaguered cardinal. 
Ouellette, possibly in a legal chill move, is countersuing Rollot, seeking $100,000 in compensatory damages for injury to his reputation, honor, and dignity. Okay, so she came out, she put her face and her name to the allegation, mm-hmm. thus making it real. Yeah. And then he comes up and slaps her with a, with a defamation countersuit. Right. Um, On January 20th, because as is often with this case, these cases, where there is one, there are more, mm-hmm. the archdiocese revealed that it had received a second complaint against Ouellette, the former archbishop of the city, a week later. Well, today, or yesterday, Cardinal Macquillette has resigned. It's time for me to take on new challenges, always in the service of the Church and the Holy See. Bullshitted he in a statement that had <laughs> the one delivering it haul ass from the document before God, that big, beautiful black lesbian in the sky, struck him with a bolt. Lightning. Yeah, step away. <laughs> Don't stand too close. Don't it's stand to so take on close challenges. It's time for me to go hiding. Because <laughs> now everybody knows my name. Uh, the pretext for the Vatican accepting the resignation was on the basis of age. 75 is usually the age at which bishops and cardinals retire. Well, it is 78. Hmm. Bullshit. His resignation takes effect on April 12th, which happens to conveniently be a few days after Easter, which is on April 9th. So it's more like a, uh, I, 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 okay, 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 I, I, I'm going. But um, um, first, a feast. Of course, of course. <laughs> Let me get mine. Let me get mine on the way out the door. <laughs> oh, man. American-born Bishop Robert Francis Prevost, who has been ministering in Peru since the 1980s, was appointed to take over the Vatican's Holy See office from the retiring Canadian. And this is the part where it might be wise to say the allegations against Ouellette have not been proven in court and he is not facing any criminal charges. But he is facing a class action lawsuit and <laughs> he passed on a pretty good chance of being Pope one day. So uh, yeah, you do your old math as to <laughs> guilt. All right, kids. Uh, according to uh, the CBC, Ouellette will remain a cardinal despite his resignation from the head of the Vatican's bishop's office. In a statement, Ouellette said... He now looks forward to devoting himself to a project that is particularly close to my heart, namely, to ensure the follow-up and implementation of the word carried out last year in Rome during the International Theological Symposium on the Priesthood. I'm sure that means something to someone. I have no idea what any of that means. Neither do I. They kicked me out of their club <laughs> a few years ago when I decided I no longer wanted to be practicing homosexual but one full time. So. <laughs> I refuse to belong to any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no, Father, I stopped practicing a few years ago. <laughs> I got it down now. <laughs> yeah, you joined the pro leagues. Eh? You're in the pro tour. You're on the pro tour now, brother. I think that was a joke on soap. Actually. I think you're correct, yes. Yeah. Yes, Billy Crystal's a character. Are you practicing homosexual? Oh, no, 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 I'm not practicing. <laughs> Billy Crystal, who isn't gay, was the first uh, openly gay character on television in history. I didn't know that was the yes, case. Yes, the first okay. openly gay character on television in history. Um, neat, neat. That was the 70s, too. So it was, yep. it was pretty progressive for the time, considering that oh, yes. it was a comedic take on the daily 
soap opera drama. Anyway, yeah, I'm getting off, yeah. way off topic here. It's, it's 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 a really good show. It's a good classic. Classic. Yeah, and uh, Benson, I think. Uh, yes, he had a show. spinoff. Yeah. Spinoff from that, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, oh, good morning, Kit Darba Karma. Lovely to see you. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Willet thanked the Fra- Pope Francis for the opportunity to continue to serve the church. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I bet you did, sister. Guess who's washing feet daily until the spring equinox? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And in more men of the cloth behaving badly news, nearly a dozen members of Be Brave France, the French chapter of a global advocacy movement that aims to end sexual violence against children, demonstrated outside the retirement home of Johannes Rivoire in Lyon, France, on January 16th. Now, we talked about him a little bit on a previous show. Um, the activists are getting involved in the cause to extradite the retired priest Rivoire from France to Canada to face allegations that he sexually abused up to 60. Not 16, 16. He, Inuit children in Nunavut from the 1960s until 1993. You know what he's a getting Canadian? for that? Hmm? He's getting this for that. Mm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to meet his maker. No. No. Unless he really repents. And uh, he seems to like living in France in his old age rather than coming home to face the music. Mm-hmm. A Canadian warrant was previously issued for Rivois' arrest in 1998, but criminal charges related to the alleged sexual abuse of children were stayed in 2017. But he had been wanted once again on another Canada-wide warrant since he was charged in February 2022 with one count of indecent assault of a girl in Arviat and Whale Cove, Nunavut, between 1974 and 1979 after a complaint was made in 2021. The protest follows an unsuccessful visit from a 10-member delegation of Nunavut Inuit that traveled to France in September to seek Rivois' extradition and raise awareness of the case. They met with government and church officials as well as Rivois. The Public Prosecution Service of Canada announced in October that France had denied its request to extradite, extradite Rivois. While Canada and France share an extradition treaty, French officials said they were prohibited from extraditing their own citizens. So we have a treaty that we're not allowed to follow. So why do we have an extradition treaty then? I don't, I don't understand that. Isn't that a Tino, a treaty in name only? Clearly. Yeah. They also said under French law, too much time had passed between the alleged assault and charges being laid. We really need to get over the statute limitation on rape. Yeah, because there's no such a, it doesn't, it's like for the person who's raped, it's not like 10 years later. It's like, oh, well, 10 years have passed now. I'm fine. It doesn't work that way. It's like murder. It's forever. It's not forever. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting there at home like this with a watch going five, four, three, two, one. Oh my God. I feel so much better. (laughs) Huzzah. What's wrong with these people? No, there should be no statute of limitations on rape. And I don't care what anybody says. There should be none, period. Especially children. You you steal you steal somebody's childhood, their future. You steal so much from somebody when that act, that heinous act, is committed upon a child, upon a person. Forget it. You're not not just a child, any person. Yeah. You're stealing their future. It's like it's it's horrible in all circumstances, no exceptions to start with. Period. And then there are like aggravating factors, mm-hmm. like people who can't defend themselves and can't fight back and can't fight you off and don't know any better or. 
And it takes you sometimes decades to come to terms with the trauma you've gone through. And now you're old enough and have the knowledge and the power and the tools to do something about it. And they go, no, statute of limitations ran out. Sorry. No, wrong. That law needs to change. And we should start to rally our MPPs and MPs to do that. Yes. Yep. I would agree. That's a, that would be a, that would be a good democracy. Something you do move. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Arnaud Gallet, co-founder of Bibay France, had started an online petition calling for Rivoire's extradition. Nearly eighty-two thousand have signed the hashtag Be Brave G7 petition. It has a goal of one hundred fifty thousand. According to City News, the Oblates of Mary Immaculate said that they have urged Rivoire to face the charge, but he has refused to return to Canada. Well. So the man who spent all his life telling you how to be and how not to be, mm-hmm. so that when you face the judgment mm-hmm. of your creator, you get to go to the pearly gates, in this world, will not stand in judgment of his fellow man. It makes me beg the question, if, if they are true believers, if, if, why would they behave in that manner? I think it's just exalting, ex, exalting their power onto uh, their, their subjects, if you will. They're using their power to manipulate and harm their loyal subjects because I'm, they can. I'm, I don't think they're true believers. I'm wondering if they're, or the opposite, is that they believe that they're so in that so long as they confess. Well, it's Catholic dogma, right? As I, long as you I'm confess gonna, on your deathbed, you're forgiven. Right, so I'm just going to do all the shit I want, and I'm going to confess, and I'm going to have like my closest friends who are all on the inner circle, mm-hmm. like give me the absolution, and so I can just be as nasty as I want to be, so long as I confess before the time when the timer goes off. Could very well be. So, right? or, so these are just done, horrible or, humans. Or, or, or like we've mentioned in a thing, right? When we're talking about George Santos, right? Well, it's like, I want you to know I've lived an honest life, and I've did all these good things. The suggest being that all these good things that you allege that you've done, even though you're didn't do any of them. a liar, and there's no proof that you've done all these good things, but assuming that you did, that all these good the other good things you've done in your life gives you permission to do this really sucky human thing you're doing now. Yeah, don't work that way. No, it doesn't. It's not like a karma credit bank. All the good things you do is, oh my god, I've been good for the first twenty years, like so I get to murder someone now. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's just when I hear things like. Um, Hey, atheists and agnostics, how do you live a good moral life and not just run around rampantly harming people and doing whatever you want? We're like, well, we let the religious people do that to begin with, um, first off. Uh, Second off, if you need to have an afterlife as a guarantee in order to behave like a good human being, you have no morals or ethics whatsoever. Yeah. That's that's just like, um, oh, how's that? uh, Oh, darn, that... um it's a T.S. Eliot quote. Um, I know the quote, but I can't uh, think of it clearly right now. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, uh, the, the last temptation is the greatest reason to do the right deed for the wrong reason. Mm. I'm being good so that I can get into heaven. Yes. Nope. Yeah. You're supposed to be doing good because you're good. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> you're, it's not a trade-off. It's not, I'll do good so that way I can get into the, you know, the, land of milk and honey in the afterlife. No, 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 no. It's not pure motive. You're not acting from a pure heart. You need to do good to be, be good, do good, be a better human being, contribute to society, contribute to your community. Don't harm people. It's not that difficult. 
It's not that difficult. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Um, so according to, uh, yes. Uh, public the, prosecution. Public, the public prosecution, right? Because, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, so the Oblate leaders of Mary Immaculate said they have Virgilivois to face the charges, but he has refused to return to Canada. Oblate leaders in France said they have decided to dismiss Rivois from their congregation. So at least he's being a little bit ostracized where he is. The Public Prosecution Service of Canada said it has exhausted all legal means of extraditing Rivois from France. It said it is working with the RCMP for Interpol to issue a red notice which would allow for Rivois to be arrested in any other country if he should leave France. But given that he's what in his 80s and living in a retirement mm. home, I don't think he's planning a trip to uh, Geneva anytime soon. Don't think so. Or Monaco. Or <laughs> uh, Mr. Grizzly? We have determined that there remains a reasonable prospect of conviction and that prosecution is in the public interest. The service said in a statement in October. So, (laughs) sticky, sticky, sticky. But here's the thing, right? It's that woman, Pamela Grolo, Mm -hmm. who had the courage to not only join the class action lawsuit, but at one point to have enough and actually put her face and her name to the allegation. Takes, uh, that's, a, that's a criticism that people often make when the, anima, uh, the allegations are somewhat anonymous where the identity mm-hmm. is protected. Oh, well, you know, you can't really have the conviction that it really happened to you because you won't put your face and your name to it. There are many other reasons. Many other reasons. do put your face and your name to it. I'm not saying yeah. something. You, you're Especially putting you yourself... Well, you're putting yourself out there to be ridiculed and mocked and intimidated doxed and intimidated and you name it so to put your name and face out there um i believe in the sports world they would say that takes a gigantic pair of cojones Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is a silly statement because you know what you boom and somebody you know just flick it flick one of those cojones and that man is going to drop to his knees what they should say is Grow a vagina, because those things can take a pounding. Take a pounding. <laughs> and that's not Betty White's quote, by the way. She never said that. It was a stand-up comedian that was, who said that, and it was misattributed to Betty White. But it would be something that Betty would probably say anyway. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, this very interesting situation. I can't wait to see how it develops, uh, because this is uh, in this circle. This is massive. Oh, yeah. This is explosive. It's a bombshell. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody walked in, pulled the pin on the grenade, threw it, and said, See ya. Watch what happens now. Oh, boy. The fallout is going to be massive. Yeah. I'm wondering what's going to happen to his defamation suit if he's going to quietly pull it. Because, I mean, what's in it for him now, now that he can't be Pope anymore? I mean, the second allegation just killed it. The first one wasn't bad enough. The second one killed it. Yeah, look, the Catholic Church has got a great PR team, and they don't want to have any more bad PR. And the current Pope is trying to uh, do better. He's trying to do better. Um, I have many issues with the Church. I'm not going to get into them. But, uh, no, I was not on the receiving end of anything like that. Just... Okay. I, I want to end the speculation. Right. I was never a victim of abuse of any type uh, in any way, shape, or form by any member of the clergy, ever, hmm. period. Same here. So uh, just get that out of the way. Uh, my, my, my personal experience with the clergy has been actually quite positive. <laughs> as, is mine, as is mine, as is mine, right? Um, that being said, that you know, they, 
for decades they paid off and moved and transferred and swept it under the rug. And I mean, the Boston Globe had that scathing story. We saw the film Spotlight. Talked mm-hmm. all about it. It, it and it destroyed hundreds of lives, hundreds of lives. And these men were coming forth in their forties and early fifties, having complete breakdowns. Their lives were destroyed, mm-hmm. and the church just looked the other way. Yeah. How much? How much of the uh, for the residential school program? The, the church is supposed to pay out something like what? 100 million, 50 million, so I can't remember the 30 I think it was. Whatever something. the amount is, they've paid I but think a, a million. I think they've yeah. contributed a million to what they owe. I think the Anglicans paid their portion. Mm-hmm. And fairly early. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it. The Catholics haven't and the ca- no. and the church didn't even like write a check or something about that. They said, "Oh, well, we have to raise the money hey. from our congregation." Oh, first. really? Really? Yeah, sell so some land. Sell some land. You right? have it. You have it. You know that that's the part that's the part that most annoyed me. It's like, oh yeah, we need to do this like fundraising thing. That like this, and we're going, you're getting the members of your church now mm-hmm. from this point forward to pay the fine for the things that you did. There's that's no atonement. That's no apology. That's not like this. These these things are supposed to hurt. Yeah, that's the whole point. So it's like, no, you don't get 15 or unlimited time until you can trick enough of your passing your parishioners to put $30 million into the basket that you can then mm-hmm. hand over. It's like sell something yeah. and raise the money back afterwards. If you need to like this, but it's not like, Oh yes. On the condition we're able to raise it from people. We're going to sucker. You'll get it. Maybe well, there's lots of consecrated churches in the city of Ottawa and around the environment, environment, environs that will sell for five, seven, eight, ten million dollars because it's a big chunk of land with a big old building on it. And there's one in a residential neighborhood smack dab in the center of Little Italy that has been slated for deconsecration for years. And I found this out by doing some work on the sound system. I don't know, it may have been deconsecrated since the time I did the work there. I was doing work on the sound and sound system. And uh, I was told at the time that basically they walked in and said, well, this branch isn't doing good enough numbers. I'm paraphrasing, uh-huh. but it basically said the branch isn't doing good enough numbers. If you don't get the numbers up, we're going to have to close the business. Uh-huh. Again, I'm completely paraphrasing, but that was essentially what was said. There are not enough parishioners to keep this congregation running. The church is costing us money because the building is expensive to operate. If we don't have more, a large, if we don't grow the congregation and start getting more donations, we'll just have to shut it down. It's a business decision. Yep. I was surprised at that. I didn't know that's how it worked, right? I mean, they don't pay taxes. Yep. Right. Right. So. Right. No, right. Right. Listen, if you're getting a deal on taxes and you still can't make it work. Yeah. Now. Maybe you need to get out of the business. Let, let's. Let's. <laughs> Let's make the statement now. I'm going to make it on my right. behalf, and, and you you decide what you want to say. I okay. am not what you would call a religious person, and I am not uh, dumping on anybody's right to practice whatever religion they wish to practice. Mm-hmm. You want to practice religion, it is an enshrined right in our Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and I will stand by that right for you to practice and worship whomever you choose. 
you're free to do so. I will be critical of bad people in your religion doing bad things. I will always be critical of that. I will always call it out. And I will always dump on it. That's what we've done here today. I think that's a fair statement. I am not hating on people. There are a lot of good people who are very religious, who do a lot of good work. There's also a lot of bad people. Yep. And we know who they are and we call them out. As with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every, uh, I think it's Pericles or something. That everything in this world can be a poison or a cure. Yeah. There's no substance in the planet that is not either a poison or a cure. The difference between a poison and a cure is the dose. Exactly. The church can be a wonderful institution and do a lot of good things and encourage people to be better than they are and... It could also be a source for people who want to prey on others. P-R-E-Y. Yes, not P-R-A-Y. That's what you make of it. All right. Uh, given that we're doing a quick one, we're going to wrap up. Uh, just before we go, however, um, some a uh, few RIPs. First of all, Bobby Hall, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Golden Jet, who scored over 600 goals in his 15-year career with the Chicago Blackhawks, passed away. Uh, throughout the 1960s, he was one of the dominant players in the league. He was honored in the match between the Winnipeg Jets and St. Louis Blues held last night. Mm-hmm. Um Hall uh, left the Blackhawks to go play with the Winnipeg Jets in the emerging rival and more lucrative World Hockey Association in 1972, signing a 10-year contract with a $1 million signing bonus back in 1972. That was a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Uh, Bobby Hall entered the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1993. His son, Brett, who also played with the St. Louis Blues, uh, was also admitted to the Hockey Hall of Fame later on. Uh, also, on uh, January 15th, we got news of the passing of Gino Ojic, mm-hmm. who was an enforcer with the Vancouver Canucks for several years. He accumulated over 2,000 minutes in penalty time while he played uh, for them and was a very, very, very vocal advocate for education in yes. particular. Yes. Uh, he was a fan favorite. Uh, he also played with the New York Islanders and uh, Philadelphia Flyers, recording a career total of 64 goals, 73 assists. And uh, when I say over 2,000 penalty minutes, 2,567 penalty minutes in just 605 regular season games. So it's not like over 2,000, like he scored 2,002, <laughs> like yeah. way over 2,000. <laughs> so I, I, we need to add to the, there's a little footnote to add to that because he died suddenly. No. no, he was given six months to live about 12 years ago. He yeah. had a degenerative disease. He knew his time was limited. He got way more time than anybody, including all of his doctors, ever expected him to get. So for him, every day thereafter was a blessing. He did not die suddenly because of a vaccine. He was lucky to have lived as long as he did. Right. Uh, And addressing his indigenous heritage, he stated, it also means the world to me that my hockey career gave me a chance to open doors for kids in the Aboriginal community. I was just a little old Indian boy from the res, and if I could do it, so could they. That's awesome. Yep. That's why one of the reasons why he was uh, preaching education. Um, Connects Vice President of Operations, Stan Smill, one of Ojik's former teammates, spoke glowingly of him, uh, saying he was a very special individual. Off the ice, he was one of the most kindest human beings that I've met and played with, despite being a tough guy on the ice. Complete contrast to Bobby Hull, who was an asshole. He used to beat his wives, mm. and uh, yes. he was a fan of Hitler. I mean, he's, 
will acknowledge his hockey skills because he changed the game. He was a great hockey player. When he got off the ice, he was an asshole. Gino Ojic was a tough guy who would beat you within an inch of your life on the ice and get off the ice. He would give you a hug and take you for a drink and buy you dinner as an apology because he was a very good human being. Right. Right. Well stated, Mr. Grizzly. Thank you. I think we have a show. We do indeed, sir. Yes. Kits, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Podcast. We hope you love listening to us. I, I sounded like Oprah there for a second. Yes, you did. It's the Daily Beaver Podcast. You get a podcast and you get a podcast and you get a podcast and you get a podcast, but not you, but you get a podcast. <laughs> not you. You get a podcast too. You get a podcast too. <laughs> not you. There's no not you here. <laughs> not you. That guy's an asshole. I wish I that would have been fun to hear. I wish Saturday Night Live would do a skit like that without we're going that you, you, but not you. I hate you. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. I don't like you. <laughs> it's like, what did you do to Oprah? Oprah likes everyone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. So let your peeps know about us because democracy is something you do. Well, why not? Why don't you put your signature to that Be Brave petition that we talked about and, uh, you know, Maybe write a letter to your uh, MP or MPP and tell them that you want, uh, you know, no statute of limitations on uh, sexual assault charges. Yeah, let's get something going on that. Maybe we can get it trending or something. We got to get something happening with that. Yeah, we'll see what we can do there. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated, so please be generous. We love to hear from you. Reach us on Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, Twitter at True Eager, or by email via True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. Smash that right button there. right there. Press that subscribe Smash button. That button. There you go. You can subscribe via PodPage, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words. And why not also subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media YouTube channel? That helps us out big time. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel we've done a particularly good show, you'll find our coffee slash hot chocolate fund tip jar at ko-fi slash, sorry, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, all in one word. Uh, Kath, getting your fifth booster today. All right. Go, go. Yes, please, please, please. Yes, do send us some video. Good for you. Good for you for choosing you. Uh, set some time aside. The fifth one, uh, if you haven't been affected too much by the third or the fourth, the fifth one might throw you for a tiny bit of a loop. Might hit you a little hard. It might hit you a little harder. Um, and finally, uh, we've got the quality Eager Beaver merch you love in sizes small, 3 to XL, at crier.co slash crier hyphen media hyphen shop. And then click on the True North Eager Beaver tab or it'll go to that link that you see here in the chat. That's where you go to get yourself some fabulous today. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your Eager Beaver saying, until next time, care, dear, 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 dear kids, it can be a tough world out there. So please be kind and well, be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, words of wisdom. Uh, Winnie the Pooh is on Mars. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a legitimate photo from the University of Arizona of uh, what they call the bear's face on Mars. I'm like, yeah, Winnie the Pooh's on Mars. You can never have too much poo when it's Winnie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Did you know my nickname was Tigger when I was in my 20s? No, I did not. Late 20s, early 30s? Why did? Because yeah, your bottom was made out of springs? 
<laughs> I wish I could say that. That would be funny. <laughs> that was more like, <laughs> it's more like I had like springs in my knees. <laughs> I was so happy to be invited to the party everywhere I went. I was just like, hey, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant something else. But yes. Yes, but but uh, yes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> to any, <laughs> my bottom is made out of spring. <laughs> Just so you know, consider yourself forewarned and forearmed. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a happy coincidence uh-huh. <laughs> mr grizzly <laughs> okay so we need the poos on mars but do you have any words of wisdom uh none none this morning uh because this, this was so last minute that we threw this together uh i i'm, I'm bereft of of ideas so bundle up because it's going to be a very cold one in eastern ontario and throughout southern ontario today there's my words of wisdom bundle up and if you have a balaclava, I suggest wearing it because minus 24 in the face when we've not been used to temperatures at this late, you know, this this um, low at this part of January, it's going to freak you out. Yes. Make sure to wear your long johns, little kitties. Got mine on. This is your mama beaver speaking. <laughs> All right, Mr. Grizzly, roll them credits. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation and copy written by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. Kids, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. Uh, kids, you make me so happy you got me dancing. And good morning, Kid Elaine, and good morning, Kid Ashley. A little late, but hey. Better late than never. Show up as long as you do. Exactly. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Take care. Bye. Bye. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.